0: unwritten rules of facebook
1: it cut all of our ad costs by over 70 percent how do you want to be able to take in all of this data that's around us some of these campaigns have
2: done up to 20 million dollars in sales i think
1: this is going to be the future for the next 10 years
2: and now here is the win with your hostess serial entrepreneur marketeer and chief sexy boss heather havenwood
1: Our whole world revolves around our iPhone, iPad, Droid. You know they say we look at our phones on average 150 times a day? And if you're a small business and want to actually grow, you need to reach people where they're looking at and listening the most. Their smartphones. See, marketing via text messaging is a great way to start, and it's super easy. Just text the word START to 72000 to learn more about my friends at Mobit. They're marketing experts and they will show you how to use text messaging for your business and to get more leads and convert them amazingly. Again, text the word start to 72,000. Again, that's text the word start, S-T-A-R-T, to 72,000. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood, where we help you make more money and have fun in life. So today I have someone really awesome on the line. Actually, it's the person that got me into this crazy thing called podcasting. Jessica, are you there?
0: I am there. I'm here. You're here. I'm
1: (laughs) there. Awesome. I, I really love that I'm interviewing you because you're the one. That got me started on this whole journey of podcasting, and I hired your company, and uh, we all like went off the races, right? So I want to tell everybody who you are if they don't know already. I can't imagine they don't, but just in case, Jessica Rose is the founder and CEO of Interview Connections, the premier source for booking out. Outstanding, amazing guests like me. Jessica is the host of the hit weekly web TV show Interview Connections TV, and she's the host of the Rose to Success podcast, which I was on. Go check it out. And she's the co host of the podcast producers, an audio series selected by Apple. Hello, that's great, on how to podcast show and basically how to do a podcast show on iTunes. And Jessica's a regular speaker at Dream Business Academy, and I share the stage with dozens of top producers at Podcast Movement and Podcast New England. Of course, she's married with a beautiful two babies, Nathan and Lucy, baby Lucy. I just love that, and that's why we're doing this so early because she has kids, and it's really early.
0: <laughs> yeah, She's well, a mom. you know, that's you're great. in Central Time Zone, so it's nine thirty for me, so it's a little earlier for it you. Is. So thank you. No, for, you're welcome for Ain't doing it. it now. Um, yeah, you know, I like to say, you know, when you were saying how I got you into podcasting, I thought maybe I should brand myself as the podcast gateway drug because oh, my clients awesome. started a guest expert, and then they're all like, "I have to start a podcast."
1: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> true. I mean, I, I, you know, just so people understand is exactly. that. Last year, August 2015, I basically said, hey, you know, you reach out to me. One of your uh, people reached out to me, and I said, mm-hmm. yeah, let's do this. I want to be this guest thing. And then I went, you know, went off the races. I did 100 in like six months.
0: Yeah, you killed and-
1: I did kill it. It was a lot of fun. So I still do it. And mm-hmm. um, then, you know, then they all tap me on the shoulder and they're like, why don't y'all you start your own thing? I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So here we are. And then I get yeah. to interview you. It's like interview my boss. Like I get to interview my boss. So <laughs> I felt like I'm interviewing my boss today. I haven't had a boss in years, but that's fun. So um, let's talk about you because it's about you today. I mean, God, we could go in so many directions. We were just talking about something that's really um. Important and I want to bring it up. If we're okay with that. So, yeah, um, I've been focused on podcasts for a year, but I just recently picked up the phone and said, Hey, like, I'm ready to go to maybe an- another medium, right? Podcasting's a medium. Let's go possibly to TV. And I picked the phone and had a conversation with a publicist. And then we were talking about publicists, like what they need to know about podcasting. Because when I talked yeah. to her that I, I'm, I'm podcasting, she didn't give me this, like, Oh, that's <clears throat> that's you know, that's really good. She had this, like, Oh, well. It's podcasting, you know, and I'm like, do you really get like how powerful that is? So tell us about, you know, podcasting and publicists and like, yeah, I think this is
0: a a really, really great topic because a lot of us entrepreneurs and uh, marketers and authors and everything. Uh, a lot of us are talking to publicists about how to get exposure and grow a business and some more books. And what I see a lot as a podcast interview booker is that, you know, I'm starting to get called by publicists and uh, traditional like PR people that are saying, hey, can you help get my clients on interviews for podcasts? And there's just a couple of things that um, a lot of publicists don't understand about podcasting, and so I, I did. I wrote a blog post: what publicists need to know about podcast interviews, because there are some key differences. And the story I wanted to, I was just getting into telling you, Heather, and then I said, "We got to start the interview so everyone can hear this." Is I had a client who, um, he just started doing podcast interviews as a guest expert, and one of the feedback that I got about his interview was that you know it was good, but his answers were pretty short. And that can be really hard on an interview because these podcasts are you know, usually 30 minutes at the shortest. And if you give really short answers, then the host needs about 25 questions to get through the right. entire interview. And ideally, there's only about three or four questions, and then the rest is that back-and-forth conversation. And my client's uh, publisher had advised him to give short answers, and I said – that's good for, you know, traditional like media um, when it comes to if you're getting interviewed for a print article or the radio or the news, because those tend to be 10 or 15 minute spots, a lot of times a lot less, or maybe they're edited down. So those short sound soundbite answers are what they want. But a podcast interview is so much more conversational and there has to be more. And the funny thing was, I was interviewed on a podcast earlier this week, and the host has a background in radio. He's actually a pro, he consults program directors. Um, in Canada, so I, I'm drawing a blank on like if it's CTV or whatever like the the <laughs> okay. NPR of Canada is or the
1: something. NPR of Canada. There it is.
0: <laughs> and so he consults like so he is like a really big deal in Canadian radio, uh-huh. and he has recently started a podcast. And I could sense from his interview style like it's much more you know I could tell he has a radio background because he said like you know what makes a good guest, and I was like, oh, okay, like let me figure out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I could talk for hours on this. How do I like, give this answer concisely? So it was a challenge for me, but I could just tell that that's there are true. different styles. There are different interview styles between radio and TV and podcasting.
1: Oh, yeah. I think podcasting is definitely more of a conversation. Like you're hanging yeah. out with us. We're having coffee. And yeah. And you're listening. <laughs> like you have the privilege to listen in between Jessica and Heather. I mean, that's kind of more the I think exactly. it's podcasting. Storytelling—it's more like late night, you know, like late night. It's like, hey, come yeah. on out, Jessica. It's just hanging out with you and having fun. I mean, I think that's more of the medium if you have to put one out there, you know. Because yeah. I, I definitely did a, a NBC. I finally got my my showcase NBC, NBC um, TV, and I—it's very short. I think I was on there for like a minute and a half, and then mm-hmm. and the program person the other girl I guess she she asked the questions really quick okay so, I was like, yeah. oh, blah, blah. so you have to like match
0: <laughs> like, yeah and the funny ah, thing is with out. those other mediums like yeah. even podcasts for uh, like they call them procasters, you know, if they're if they have a podcast but they're more like NPR, or Gimlet or like these huge companies where there's maybe 15 people working on one 20-minute episode. They fill this they they're kind of more of like a reporter and you don't get as much of the host personality in. So, mm. if we were in more of a traditional type of interview, um, you know, Heather you as the host would probably, you know, be asking questions but you wouldn't be interjecting as much of your own personality, I think. Um, um, but that's the great thing about podcasting is that you're, the listeners are going to get to know the host and the guest kind of equally and, you know, hear, get to know them by how they converse with each other.
1: Yeah, that's interesting you say that. That's absolutely true. Um, so how do you – I mean as being a guest and I've been on a lot now, I, I love the process. But do you – do you go through like a training period with, or do you try to train your guests? Because I, yeah. I think that here's why. Like publicists do that. Mm-hmm. They're like, if you're mm-hmm. gonna work with me. I've got to train you, like, in, <laughs> in my way. Like, I've already been... Because I've been talking to, like, three publishers in, in New York, yeah. of course. Um, and they talk really fast, and they're like, I'll train you. And it's kind of yeah. like, I don't know if you want to train me, because they don't, like, lose me a little bit. So
0: Yeah, it's like a fine line, Heather, because, A, we have our clients apply to work with us first. So mm-hmm. um, if somebody is going to apply to work with us, they're probably... They probably know that they're at a level where they can, you know, be a good guest. But occasionally people have applied and we say, you know what, you're really not ready. And so I don't want to be in a position where I'm training people because when you are booking people for interviews and helping them get exposure... Um, the type of people that are putting themselves out there to do that tend to be pretty confident. Um, sometimes we're working with egos.
1: <laughs> no, no, you're and, crazy. Are you serious? You no,
0: believe it or not. Um, a lot of people don't want to be told like you should do this better. Like everyone thinks that they, you know, have it all together. Um, that being said, I mean, I would be doing my clients a disservice if I wasn't upfront with them about, Hey, you should change this or you should, um, you know, again, I had to say to my, and it's, again, it's sometimes it's uncomfortable because I don't want to offend anyone. Um, I don't want to make them feel bad. So, but I did say my client, you know, you were good, but you could make your answers a little bit longer. And then it was interesting. And I'm glad that I said something to him because then he said, oh, my publisher told me. So it's not that he was a bad guest it's that he was getting advice that wasn't that, that wasn't applicable to podcasting. And so I could say, all right, here's how it works in podcasting. Um, I often find myself having to train my clients on just how podcasting Works like we have one client who is a little bit of a stiff board and wants to only be asked the questions on his one sheet. And oh my
1: god! You find Please like, did not Dude. place them on mine. <laughs> I don't even have a questionnaire. Like I don't. I just go with know, the conversation. And we,
0: and we say, you know what? It's it's. We have the one sheet with potential questions sure, as a guideline and yeah. to show host potentially we talk about. But you've got to be okay going off of that. People like podcast hosts come up with their own questions. It's their show. You are the guest in their house. And so it's been a a challenge and a little bit of a struggle saying like you were the guest and you don't set the rules here. And and, like this medium is really powerful um, if you're willing to play by, you know, play by the rules of podcasting. But it is not... It, these are not interviews where you hand a reporter your questions and they just ask you like, that's just not how it goes. in right. the, the funniest story. Cause I'm not going to give this person's name. So I, don't, I think, yeah, but it's like Barbara Walters,
1: <laughs> right? You said that Barbara Walters, you don't tell Barbara Walters. No, I think you need to ask me this question, Barbara. I mean, you know what I mean?
0: And, um, no, but he, he got really thrown off because the host asked him what his favorite ice cream was. And he was like, we didn't even know what to say. I'm
1: serious? <laughs> What's
0: your favorite ice cream?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that's not so, on the question list, sir. So,
0: and that's the thing. Another thing people need to know about podcast interviews is that even though you're not going to be asked all the questions, like podcasts help people get to know you personally. So here's this person saying... Nobody cares what my favorite ice cream is, but it just helps you loosen up a little bit. And it helps people just kind of get to know you. And I often say to my clients, okay, we're going to be getting you on shows where you're spotlighting your expertise, but, or, and it is not invaluable. It can be very uh, beneficial to go on a podcast where you're talking about a topic that's totally unrelated. So I'll give you an example. Our client, Diane Gardner, is a, uh, an accountant, a tax coach, she mostly goes on the finance and business shows. However, part of her personal story is that she adopted her daughter when her daughter was two. And so she's got this whole, you know, that's the wow. whole story there. And so she will go on shows where she talks about her faith and she talks about being, you know, a mom, um, an adopt, you know, an adoptive mom. And so seemingly has nothing to do with tax coaching, but guess what? If a business owner who adopted their daughter needs a tax coach, guess who they're going to feel drawn to. They're going to be like, I can oh, yeah. relate to her. She knows my story. So there's a huge benefit in, in talking about stuff outside of your kind of main, um, business expertise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, that makes sense. I've, 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 gone over. I've gone in crazy different spaces, and people. Yeah, ask me, you've
0: had a lot of fun, like talking about your bodybuilding competition, and yeah, that uh, was a fun relationships. One. Yeah, yeah,
1: relationship. We had a recent one. Uh, they that I don't know. Interviewed. They interviewed me and my boyfriend. It was like a love story.
0: Oh. Yeah. So
1: that was super weird because he is not <laughs> used to podcasting. At all he was super nervous. He was oh, freaking out, and he was like that, like what are they going to ask me? I'm like, I have (laughs) no clue. Just conversation. We're having coffee. And he's all nervous. Like you could tell like Like, he's sweating. Yeah. It was, (laughs) <laughs> it was really adorable. So it just came out um, recently. They just sent me the email like, it's out.
0: I'm like, your love story's out. Was it um, Sean Glenn? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jamie and I were on that too. <laughs> was it, oh my
1: gosh. It was super good. Yep. Did y'all do it together? Like, got it? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. We had, I have them on together. And it was so funny because I, we like share. Google calendar so we can see where we are. And, um, I had put it on the calendar that, you know, we were doing a podcast together and he thought it was just me. So he scheduled another call. I'm like, no, you were on that with me. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah.
1: See, that's what he's like. What do you mean? And because my boyfriend's a doctor. So during the week, there's just no time. Right. So yeah. we had, because a client, so we had to do it on a Saturday. So imagine okay. it's like a Saturday at two o'clock. So Sean was really great about like doing that. Appreciating. Yeah. And we're sitting there and. I had, we had to get back from something to do this podcast and he's like sweating and I'm like, <laughs> okay, we're going to put it all together. And I do not know how to put it together. I'm like, how am I going to do this? And, and, or the kitchen table where the kitchen table with the Yeti and the, yeah. and the computer okay. and he's just like, he's like, his eyes are bulging out. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> what am I supposed to say? I'm like, just talk like. You yeah. Talk all day, like just talk. Just talk you know?
0: normally, because yeah. that's what people, the listeners, just want to hear a normal conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think it's it's hilarious. But his eyes just pop out of his head. Like, oh my god, I'm freaking out. It's like it's a podcast. Yeah. Like it's not. It's okay. Relax. Chill. uh But it's a lot. But I have a question for you,
2: though. Mm-hmm.
1: So, and I never asked you this. I was like, all the time I've talked to Ooh. you. What's your favorite ice <laughs> cream? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Ch- mint chocolate for me. Um. So what? How did you get involved in podcasting? I mean, you take it on. I mean, there's just no. You know, you just you're the master. You're the chief sexy boss of. You're the diva of. Like you are the po- diva of ma- po- podcasting. Yeah. And, well, how did you start? Like, where did this all?
0: Well, it started, I mean, I started my business, I I got into having a virtual business because I wanted to be a stay at home mom when I was pregnant with Nathan, I was working at my full time job. And I said, you know, as soon as I like went public with my pregnancy, and you know, I told my boss, I said, yeah, I'm going to be leaving my job, you know, I'm not going to be coming back after maternity leave, I'm going to be a stay at home mom. And I had no idea you know, how like, okay. cause we needed <laughs> one kid and in income. Like, I didn't have a plan, but I'm like, I'll figure it out. Like that's always, I've been I'm like, I'll figure it out. It'll, it'll all work out. And so I said, yeah, it'll all work out. And I just started thinking, you know, I had friends, like one of my friends, and she's in the restaurant industry. She goes, Oh, you could be, um, you can come like work at the restaurant in the evening. So I'm like, I'll you know, whatever, I'll just figure it out. Um, and my dad, who you know, is a, a business yeah. coach. And he said, well, why don't you become a virtual assistant? And I had no idea what that was. I didn't even like, I barely knew what my dad did. I mean, he's had his business for over, you know, 12 or 13 years. Um, but I knew he did something with newsletters, and he had silly videos. <laughs> like that was kind of all I knew. And he told me all about how virtual assistants—they're their own boss. They have businesses where they have, you know, clients, and um, and I said, "All right, well, it sounds good. If I can work from home, I guess I, you know, I was a little bit of a, you know, an ego check. I had to kind of be okay with feeling like I was starting at the bottom of a new career ladder because yeah. my previous yeah. job, you know, I had worked there for for six years and I had moved up the ranks, and I, I, I before I, you know started having kids, I was like, Oh, I'm going to work up to the national staff. And, you know, and then all that changed. And I'm like, virtual assistant, you know, anything with the assistant in the title, I'm like, I don't want to be someone's assistant. (laughs) Right,
1: right. It's like, I don't want to be their little (laughs) one. Yeah. Yeah, But I
0: said, all right, if this is going to allow me to have an income from home, my dad said, Hey, you can be, I'll be your first client. So I'm like, all right, well, first it was just, I'll just work for my dad. And, um, so I just started doing whatever basically he told me his his personal assistant, um, Kate, who's worked for him for like six or seven years, you know, she would just say, Hey Jess, you know, go through and check the links on this site or you know, put together compile all of his videos and organize them. So I was just doing really mundane work and it was fine because it was some extra money. And then when Nathan was born, took like two weeks without working, and then just opened my laptop and started doing some more work. And my dad had said, why don't you start getting me booked for podcast interviews? I will sometimes go on internet radio shows and podcasts and it's always been a great way for me to, you know, build my following and, and, um, just, you know, great marketing. So I said, okay, that, that sounds cool. And I just kind of, you know, went to Google and business podcasts, marketing podcasts. I would find the host contact information and email them. And I say, you know, I have your next great guest, Jim Palmer. He's this amazing business expert. And I just started pitching him. And people started saying yes. And I remember the first show that I got him booked on. I was so excited. I got the email. I would love to have Jim on my show. And I called my dad. I'm like, dad, i get you booked for an interview.
1: Oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> That's I was awesome. like, this is so cool. Um, so I can if, see that that's
0: really cool. I was so excited and um, yeah, and so then I just kept going. I kept pitching him and and th- that was going well, and then he's selling some books, so he started telling some of his friends, other business owners and entrepreneurs, um Charlie McDermott was yeah. one of his friends that, yeah, and so then Charlie hired me, and I was getting him on some shows and and just kept going and then I was at a point, you know, it was, it was like three months, Nathan was about three months old. And I'm like, I, I want to, I need to make more money. And there's only so many hours in the day. So I either need to charge more per hour or change the way my business runs. Because, you know, it's like when you're by the yeah. hour, you either raise your rate or you work more hours. That's kind of That's <laughs> all there kind is. That's how it works, right? Yeah. And so I said, I got to get out of this by the hour work because it's just not helping me. Uh, I don't have enough hours in the day to work where I can make more money with this model. So, that summer, the summer of 2013, my dad helped me come up with the idea for interviewconnections.com. And they said there's got to be a flat rate because if there's just a flat rate for all the bookings, you know, if I get oh them directly, you know, it just helps be more profitable and then I could start to hire team members and you know scale the business by having people work for me and so it's just been a great journey and I did really was behind the scenes booking guests for over a year before I kind of came out and started marketing myself as this you know podcast expert Um, so it's been really, really fun. And now I'm totally addicted to podcasting. Like so for so long, I'm behind the scenes doing bookings. And now like I have three podcasts, I have a weekly video show. And uh, try to do as much marketing as I can.
1: So, yeah, so that's, so first off, a couple things. First, off, it's really awesome that your dad did that. Instead of saying, come work for me, he spun mm-hmm. it. And like, you should start as a virtual assistant. Cause he knew yeah. if he reframed it that way, it was like, eventually like, you could take on more clients cause it's your business. So brilliant, yeah. Jim's amazing. I interviewed him. Mean, he's so awesome. He's a great guy. And, yeah. um, and then I love the fact that you did, I mean, for me as a client, I'm a client full disclosure mm-hmm. is that it is a flat fee and it's very yeah. consistent. And it's just, you know, I, it's just like in my budget, you know, just, yeah. just keep going. And I just love that about it versus like a, you know, $3,000 and we're going to train you and all this kind of crazy stuff.
0: And yeah.
1: I, I, I like it better because I, I learned, I learned how to be a guest first. And I highly suggest mm-hmm. everyone to be mm-hmm. a guest first before yeah, we wouldn't
0: start yeah, a, I have a podcast blog post that says, cause oh. a lot of people have asked that. And for a while I'm like, well, you know do both. But now I say, you know, actually, if you can just, you know, be a guest for a while, because you start to build connections, you know, and then when you start a podcast, you instantly have all these people that you can call and say, hey, you know, I was a guest on your show. I'd love to interview you on my show, which is another great thing to do because it helps you strengthen your relationship with the host. And they kind of re- – and they're like, oh, yeah, I interviewed you six months ago. Oh, and then they, like, share your episode some more. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so, so- true.
1: And, but at the same time, like, I learned the business of it. Yeah. You know, I would learn the business through other people. Like, you you know, you have a show. And now afterwards, mm-hmm. you get to what I call green room chat. So yeah, like, tell me what you do. Like, do you use – and then you get, like, all oh my God, the dirty the green room stuff. Chat.
0: I actually – I'm going to steal that from you because I know it's a green room chat. No,
1: it's okay. You can have it.
0: <laughs> it is the green room chat. I mean, I've it's learned a Great idea. About- I've heard other people say that, like, when we were talking in the green room, and it's so funny because obviously you're not in a real green room because you're on Skype, most likely. But right. that you're is, I've side. always said just like, oh, the time, but the few minutes before and after the recording. No, it's
1: the green room. You got to <laughs> have the green room because it's like, you know, if you're a Fox News, you're like in
0: the green room.
1: It's so more sexy. If there's like this shh.
0: It's in the green great, room. Great yeah. idea. Does that mean I can send you my writer ahead of time?
1: Okay, <laughs> oh my God, you're like doing a whole book series, the green room chat. It's, <laughs> um, it is but it is about that. I learned the art of the like you know, what they do, how they're doing it. Tell me more, like how long you know I like would ask them a thousand questions about their podcast. Yeah. I did about a hundred guests before I said, Okay, I feel I am ready to flip the coin versus going out and buying some course for $2,000, which I'm not saying you don't have. I mean, you know, whatever. I didn't do that. Yeah, I did the other way. I did like real world, you know, like, hey, what are you really doing? Like, what's really working?
0: I just talked to someone. I'm actually going to be on this person's show this afternoon. And he was telling me last week when we were talking uh, that he... Was a guest on John Lee Dumas' Entrepreneur on Fire <gasps> podcast, and yeah. he's like, just by going through the whole system, he's like, I saw his schedule once, I saw how he does his confirmation. Because I just kind of took all that. <laughs> it's like there's this <laughs> course, <laughs> there's this course, <laughs> and you, and you know, when you're on a lot of shows, you can see how a lot of different hosts do it. You can see how different show hosts, like some people, will send you a really, really long email with like tons of links and tons of graphics, and then other hosts will just send a short, like, here it is, here's the link. P. You know, I was on a duct tape marketing and that just yeah. went live this week. And John's assistant sent me an email. I was like, Oh, here's the link. P.S. If you're sending out an email to your list this week, this would make a great P.S. line. I was like, yes, it would. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. So, was I like the awesome. way different people, you know, seeing how different hosts co- like, communicate with their guests, you can learn a lot. Say, Oh, I like that. Or, "No, I don't really like the way they do that.
1: Right. Like the questions. Think- that was a big one was- for me. Yeah if I should
0: I do the questions or not yeah that's so I mean I'm all about not and it's funny because I am very much like you like my show is very conversational and to be fully transparent I don't spend a lot of time preparing for my interviews um like all like 10 minutes before 10 or 15 minutes before the recording, I'm like, all right, who am I interviewing? And I come up with like a couple things that I might talk about with them, and that's it. And there were a couple times where, and I'm, you know, for the most part, I've interviewed like my clients and other podcasters. So most people come on my show and they're like, really, they're like ready for anything. But a couple times I had somebody booked and they're like, okay, can we do a pre interview call? I'm like, nope, <laughs> don't do that. And they're like, okay, well, can you send me the questions? I'm like, nope, don't prepare questions. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do? Like, do they freak out like and <laughs> i'm like listen and I've, I've said i'm like i don't do pre-interview calls. i don't have time for it and i don't need to do it and if you need it then this isn't a good show for you because i need people that are ready to rock and are going to be laid back and ready to answer questions i'm like i'm not going to ask you anything you don't know the answer to you just have to be ready to be to like, like
1: like what's like, your favorite ice cream <laughs> What wow. is your favorite ice cream? Oh, my God. Don't ask me that. Oh,
0: my God. I have no idea. <laughs> no, I
1: have no idea. I completely concur. I've had some people ask me that. Like, you know, send me the questions and how long is it going to I don't be. want you
0: to prepare your answers. I want you to come and just answer. Like, just right. talk. And yeah. so I know somebody feels like they need the questions at a time. They're not a good guest for my show
1: yeah yeah i I get that and i don't mind people asking me questions like i've had somebody i forgot the the guy it's going blank on me but his was like i think a radio and his his uh podcast is only 10 minutes long and it's very 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 very, short i'm talking about uh he boom 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 asks the questions and then he like Uh hangs up on you
0: (laughs) <laughs> Different style. And I'm
1: like, oh, okay, did you just hang up on me?
0: <laughs>
1: hello? He's hello. He just like gone, right? Oh my God. Um, I don't even know it's uh, active yet. Yeah. So, so, okay, so okay. here you are. You're a virtual assistant, you're a mom, you have two kids, yeah. right now, beautiful Nathan and Lucy. So, what's the future of podcasting? That, that's like the ice cream question. Like, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I think it's, um, I think the future of podcasting is that the barrier to entry is getting so low. Like, it's getting a lot easier for people to figure out the tech. I mean, there's, you know, just so many more kind of done for you um, systems, either services or software. I think that the future, you know how with blogging, so many people have like a blog spot where they, you know, it was really common, I think, you know, 10 years ago and people just start a blog spot because they want to, they want to blog and they want to journal. It was like the social media before Facebook. I think more and more people are going to start a podcast as a, as kind of like social media. Um, and I, you know, uh, my client, my friend, Jason Hartman uh, kind of made this prediction and I've just been sharing his answer cause I think it's a really interesting one. Um, you know, my, uh, Granted, I'm a podcaster, so that's part of the reason. But Jamie and I, my husband, we started a podcast together called The Parenting Roads, and you know, it's totally a hobby. Like, it really isn't connected to my business at all. Um, And while obviously as as an entrepreneur, I do think, oh, maybe one day there will be like a big community and maybe there'll be sponsors. But I'm not doing it to make money at all. It's totally a hobby where. He and I are having conversations about things and we're interviewing like our friends and our family and you know, hopefully make it a really entertaining show for other parents to listen to. But the biggest reason we're doing that is as a way to talk to each other and to kind of tell, like kind of share what's going on in our lives right now. And it'll be really cool to listen back to, you know, far in the future. So I think more people will start doing that.
1: So what's the intention of parenting roads? Is it, is it about something specific
0: so it is oh, the a marriage. podcast for parents who are feeling a little indecisive and – I want to homeschool and Jamie doesn't really want to. And so there's so many factors to consider when you're deciding kind of what school to do for your kids or where, you know, if they're going to go public school or private or charter or homeschool. There's so many different options and there's so many different factors. Like with homeschooling, a lot of people just think it's, you know, the stay at home mom in a schoolroom in their house, but there's like unschooling, there's co-ops, and there's so many different ways to do it. So, with this podcast where you know each and we only have two episodes out so far the first episode we just talked about what is the purpose of school like is the purpose of school to socialize your kids or is the purpose of school to actually learn facts or is it to prepare them for for life and and so we're trying we're making this podcast right now talking about just helping us make an educated decision around will we homeschool, will we not homeschool, will we do something in between, like will we do, you know, will they go to public school and then maybe we'll like supplement with home, you know, being just very teachable parents. Yeah. So that's the purpose. Help us figure it out. Okay, so basically that, yeah.
1: if your husband was on the line, I would say so Jamie, this is public counseling for you too. Is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Because we would have conversations together like not on a podcast and we would like he's a lawyer and I am an extroverted podcaster. So we would just kind of get very stubborn and like fight and we're like and I was like how can you not agree with me? And then he as a lawyer would Argue all different points. Oh my god! He didn't agree with them. Like he would say, he would argue a point, and I'm like, "Why? How do you agree that?" He's like, "I don't. I'm just arguing it, like for the sake." I'm like, "Oh my god!" So. <laughs>
1: So like, let's put that on a podcast. I, uh, that's entertaining.
0: Yeah. A, it would be entertaining, but B, it also gives us more of a structured setting and kind of gives them some rules of engagement. Oh my God. I
1: can't believe, I mean, I would love to have a conversation with Jamie. I'm like, so how was it like to uh, work out your, your stuff on uh, public counseling? And <laughs> podcasting? He'd be like, oh my God. Uh, that's really funny. But I, I had to, I have to say one thing when you said we asked the question, what was the, what's the point of school? Uh-huh. My first inclination, if I ever asked my parents that, she would probably. My mom would probably look at me and go, "A babysitting?"
0: I know. Like, well, that's the uh, so I have to deal with like, you. <laughs> yeah, David Ralph said to me on, on when I was on Join Up Dots. He's like send them to school it's free child care exactly that's, that's true um yeah so
1: <laughs> it's i mean what i think is interesting the whole point of that is you know i was i grew up in the 80s 70s 80s right so i my never back then did our parents talk about like, are we going to send our kids to school? It was just like, well, that's just so what you want to do. so different now. Like, right, there's right.
0: – and I've talked to other homeschooling parents. And you meet a lot of homeschooling parents in, in business because a lot of entre- – it's very entrepreneurial. Very, um, yeah. And it's also very, very religious. So I'm trying to – like, I'm trying to find – like, whenever I see a podcast or a vlog about homeschooling, it tends to be like a very, very, very Christian family, which yeah. is – um, not that I have anything against that. But for us, it's not for religious reasons. So I'm trying to find, like – secular reasons to homeschool like education
1: Um, I want them really smart
0: yeah and like entrepreneurial I mean my big thing is that in school I mean we we stand you know we stand in lines we sit at our desks we're quiet like everyone's kind of treated you know the same not that kids shouldn't be treated equally but you know what I mean like some kids are going to excel in one subject but we have a little bit more challenge in another subject so I like that with homeschooling you know kids can kind of um, they could be learning, you know, if they're in fourth grade, they could be learning sixth grade math, but maybe still working on like fourth grade history or something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, right. right. I mean, you can actually move the education, education. towards them versus like at, like at them. At
0: yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: No, I get that, and I, it, I, it I usually can, is usually usually up until it, now. when you can change, change that. that. And up until yeah. now, it's very it's about the Christianity. Heart, right, religious right. peace.
0: Yeah, like God says that your parents should be your teachers. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> There's
1: also a thing called babysitting and really awesome nannies. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, yeah. So, so okay, great. So what's your intention with that one? I love the fact that you were saying, hey, I'm doing this and it's not for... To business. I think yeah. you're right. I, is there like a timeline you're only going to do for a year? Is it ongoing? I've heard it's about really some It's really just doing, ongoing.
0: So. Okay. Um, I mean, being a business owner and an entrepreneur, I definitely am thinking how like we set up a like a MailChimp account and an email address, just so stuff, if it took off and if the audience grew and we wanted to, to have business purpose, because I've heard other shows that are, you know, hosted by husband and wife or parents where they totally started as a hobby. And then it just turned into something big and they got sponsors and it's this whole business. And so it's not necessarily my goal or my intention, but I did set it up. And so in a way that, you know, there's a website, um, you know we're on iTunes, there's an email address, there's an email list, like one person on it. Um, so I'm not really actively marketing <laughs> it, that much, but I do kind of put the, <laughs> no, it's one of my friends, my dad's not on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so I kind of set it up, you but the, it up. the attention is really, it's like just the journey is just, you know, having something that we enjoy doing together and, um, you know, having a place to have a conversation together.
1: So, uh, so let's, I want to ask one question about the other ones? Mm-hmm. You have one that yeah. that Apple has said, "Hey, this is like yeah, a the show. podcast." Producer. But that one is It's it's only it's uh, what I call it. Sectioned, meaning you only did so yeah, many sections.
0: So, se- so it is um, a or seasonal substances. show. So season seasonal. one is a ten episode audio series, and then we did season two. We did differently. Uh, my co-host is Corey Coates, and and that was eight episodes. We did every two weeks, and so we just finished season two, and season three will be a whole different so each season we're kind of just structuring it differently and having a different feel to it and a different theme to it um, but the first 10 episodes season one is what I usually recommend people listen to first because there's a story arc to it and we cover really big topics like monetizing your podcast with advertising podcast stats you know the podcast community so there's like these big questions there's a whole episode about having a podcast network so many people ask well should I start a network should I be in a network and that episode, has all the answers because we interviewed for this whole season, we interviewed 28 people and they're all very credible experts um, in podcasting. So it's just, it's like a crash course in all things podcasting.
1: I love that. And, but it's less on the, it's te- it has to probably a technical piece, but it's less on the technical and what they call the business side of it. The business yeah. side is the network and how does exactly. this work? And how yeah, am I going to monetize I, this yeah. stuff? Mm-hmm. And, and, and what are the numbers on this thing? I mean, yeah. once you get past the technical, like that's, That's all I'm, like, in my head about constantly. Yeah, and
0: we did a little – we did one episode on, like, do you DIY your podcast or do you outsource it to producers? So this is a little bit on, you know, the editing. But it's not, like, what microphone should you use? It's really about the business side and, you know, the art of it, like how the interviews are structured and how you – you know. So it's it's really – and it's very entertaining. Corey edited it and produced it in a very – uh, fancy way <laughs> in a very fancy way well very here's fancy. the
1: point I was trying to make to people is that you know you have to, we have one podcast that's like your business podcast mm-hmm. where it's a success yeah. then you have one that's season one season two that's really hot I've seen more of that as well as yeah out. Like more people are one, doing that because they
0: yeah and it kind of gives them a little bit of a break because it's hard to keep a podcast going it uh, is it really is so if you do it in seasons, you can say, Okay, I'm ending season one and then you get a little bit of a break. So you don't you're not like quitting the show, you're just giving yourself a, a scheduled hiatus.
1: Right, right. And then you have the other one that's more of just for hobby. And so I find yeah. it interesting. It's kinda of like little businesses you got going mm-hmm. on, right? And 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 I I think what is happening and asking you is it's more in the business side of it, like TV, they mm-hmm. are going to seasons, because there are yeah. shows out there that are ongoing forever, right? Right, and like Law & Order. <laughs> yeah, like Law & Order, like I've seen every one. Um, or there's seasons <laughs> to, like what I'm watching right now, Animal Kingdoms, because I think it's really right. it's, in the, it's in like yeah. the pre-season one kind of thing. So mm-hmm. are you seeing that that's kind of have the same trend as TV, potentially,
0: yeah, I see more and more podcasters, and I think this is really smart. You know, with a podcast, is like look at what TV and radio's done, and it's a different yeah. medium, like we talked about before. So you don't want to just copy the way they do it. But I mean, we with the podcast producers with season one, we mm-hmm. dropped all ten episodes. We just launched the whole ten episodes on one day, and we kind of it's a Netflix you know, model. Yeah. Like the Netflix and Amazon prime, like they just drop an entire season on one day and then you have to wait like a year before the next season. And that's what we did here. We dropped season one and then a year later we started season two. Um, so you can just, I think I encourage podcasters to get creative. Like you don't, have to do, you know, a weekly 30 minute show. I mean, I do that. And I think you do that. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's okay to think outside the box and do things a little bit differently from the norm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I'm actually thinking about in my head, what can I do? Season one, season two. Yeah, exactly. And then through series.
0: Like Natalie at BizChicks, she does series. So it's typically every week, but she'll do like right now she's in this small biz reality series and she's doing on-air coaching. So she's actually having her clients on the podcast with her and she's basically just airing her coaching calls and that's just a really really interesting um structure and then she weaves in some like one of the episodes she had somebody come on and coach her so there's so many different things you can do to just be creative with your show
1: versus just one kind of show like like right yeah. now i'm doing yeah so that's really cool i love that i'm actually thinking about it in my head series different things just like uh, yeah. just like tv i mean think about it yeah you don't want to completely follow tv but at the end of the day tv has had decades of yeah. research, you know, decades yeah. of research, and they know how people are. They know the behavior yeah. patterns of what people want. So why not pull off their research? I mean, that's how I exactly. look
0: I Exactly. Mean, exactly. I mean, I, I often listen to radio oh, and yeah. TV just as a student of communications and broadcasting.
1: Oh, yeah. I listen to Rush Limbaugh now because mm-hmm. of that. Like I listen yeah. to how he structures things, the flow. How I mean, the fact is that this is one I haven't done yet, but just me mm-hmm. talking for 20, 30 minutes, I don't know if I
0: could do it. Yeah. You know, like, I I just started doing it and you, you? it's kind of like riding a bike, you know, you'll fall off the first couple of times and then you just go because I started doing solo episodes with my show. I'm kind of taking a break from interviews and I'm doing, and so I've been, I kind of like write my notes and each time I get through seven minutes and I press pause, I'm like, I feel like I said everything. And so you kind of get used to like, at first you feel like you're just talking to yourself and then you feel like more natural after a while because it's just you and a microphone um so it's really fun i've been i've been having a ball with the solo episodes but just takes like a couple times to get used to just talking to yourself (laughs) yeah
1: no no, i'm glad we're having this conversation because that's one thing i know rush does he's really hardcore on that really he doesn't do interviews really it's very rare and then fridays he does like callers you know yeah but pretty much four days a week that guy's talking to himself you know what i mean Yeah. You know what you
0: can do, Heather, what I've done to, um, to help me through the full 30 minute episodes is I'll, I'll weave in and I'll edit in some extra audio. So for my hundredth episode this week, it was sole episode. But I said – and I, like, played a clip of, you know, what my show sounded like on episode one. And I played a clip of what my video sounded like, you know, last week. So you can kind of splice in and edit in some audio from other things that you've done. Like, here a clip of my first video on YouTube. Hear how different it sounds. And then play that clip. So it kind of adds in some different dimensions and it's not just one long audio file.
1: Right. So you talk it to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you said this. This is something – as a podcaster, it's um... – very uh, new for me. I mean, it's. Yeah. real I did my first solo, and it was my birthday, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I did it, but it lasted about ten minutes. I mean, because I'm like, yeah. I'm done. I'm out of here. Like, I gotta. <laughs> I feel like I'm just rambling on for no reason and not talking to anybody because I feed off of people. Yeah. I know-, I know that yeah. about myself. Um, that's why I- I- years of seminars. Like, I-, I get me in a room. I'll feed off you. I'll feed Are off. Are you an, an extrovert? Uh,
0: no, I'm an
1: introvert. Really? Yeah. No. Well. I've had the test a couple times and I'm like on a
0: line, I like go fall. Between. Oh, wow. I'm so extroverted. Like I, right. I'm in an office all day by myself. Like I'm so tired at the end of the day, but if I'm on calls all day, I'm like, I'm jazzed because I need to be. Really? Talking.
1: Yeah. You're definitely mm-hmm. extrovert. I, I'm the totally. opposite. I'm the introvert slash extrovert. I go in and out. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm by myself all day too, but if uh-huh. I'm on calls all day, I'm exhausted.
0: Oh my gosh. Isn't that weird.
1: Me. But I don't like it when I'm completely by myself. So it's yeah. Kind of, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. The, the Myers Briggs, you gotta love it. Yeah, I'm an introvert extrovert. So this has been so amazing. We're already out for 40 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. So okay. people are like, okay, I love you, you're awesome, how do I <laughs> become a guest, or how does this work, or how can okay. I find you?
0: So I want to just direct people to my home base, Biz. so the, my last name is R-H-O-D-E-S, jessicaroads.b-I-Z, and that has my blog, videos, podcasts, um, link to interview connections, so basically that's a good place to go and just kind of dive into the the content that I have. Perfect.
1: Okay, so everyone go to Jessica Rhodes. Now that is R O D
0: r h o d e
1: h Oh my gosh, I messed it up. I'm so sorry. R H O D E S. Biz.
0: Yeah, she's amazing.
1: I really love working with your team. I just love the whole process. You guys have opened this whole new world for me. um I just, it's, and I love the medium because honestly, I love uh, having coffee and sitting here talking. I don't have to get in uh, my car. I have to go to the airport. I don't have to pack. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: so much fun, Heather. I always <laughs> love talking to you. Oh,
1: thank you. I appreciate that. I guess, I, go, I, j- go check I, out JessicaRoads.biz, and we'll and see you the next time of The I'm- Win.
2: Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to HeatherHavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word SEXY to 7200. Again, text the word SEXY, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200 and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. For outside the USA, text SEXY plus PLUS1 323 457 2288. Text sexy2 plus 1 323 457 2 2 Long distance charges may apply. Heather wants to hear from you. Questions you want answered on the show, comments, interview requests. Email media at sexybossinc.com or leave a private voicemail. 51 Boss is me. Again, the number is 512-677-4763. Check out all of Heather's sites. Heatherhavenwood.com Sexybossinc.com E2Lab.com DatingTriggers.com This is a Sexy Boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.